I will stand by this. He is not speaking to the merits of that man's filmmaking. I know. I'm certain he's not. I refuse to believe. If you said that he was, I wouldn't believe you. (laughs) If you look at what he says, he's talking about the concept, the conceit. He's talking about Alan Moore's story was ahead of his time. And he's absolutely right. Because it would have worked post Avengers because then the world would have been ready for that type of story. Um, But also it would have worked better if it wasn't, if it was him and not Zack Snyder. (laughs) If it was Nolan and not Zack Snyder. I bet if Nolan adapted Watchmen, Alan Moore's original work, Alan Moore might change his mind. And uh, with that that Snyder slander, we are are, are blurred lines. And uh, I'm always here for the Snyder slander, but uh, we're here. Is it slander? (laughs) True. Yes. And I'm always delighted to dish Uh, it out. I'm saying. What's on, everybody? It's Blurred Lines. It's your man Cam. With me, as always, is... Yeah, the main man Cam, a.k.a. Officer Vulgar, is back in the building. <laughs> as well as... Josh, very clearly, the, uh, the one of two... One of, one of three <laughs> Snyder haters in the room. And, as always... Professor D, and you know what? I might be the main villain of the Snyder hate <laughs> movie. Because when it comes down to it, there's no one that dislikes that filmmaker more than I do. I don't know. <laughs> I might give you a run for your money, guy. You'd probably be able to hey, before, describe why better. You'd be able to describe why he's terrible and, and before we, better before prose we, than before I we deep dive, <laughs> Sticking on Snyder real quick. Is there anything he's done where we're like, yo, that was actually kind of cool? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, well, that, but more so the the, thing, the movie that impressed me the most with him and still the best that he's ever done is Dawn of the Dead. The remake he did three? in 2003, I think. Three, three or four. Was yeah, that pre, was that pre, yeah, uh, that was pre 300? First, that was like yes, that was ah. his first. That was what got him noticed. Yeah, right that about. was his first commercial film. And it was a remake of the Tomorrow? George... R. Romero, uh, the George Romero, uh, excuse me, George Romero uh, film. And he surprisingly did not shit the bed in that one. It was actually a pretty decent film. The only thing is he had to be Schneider. And we didn't know this was him being Schneider at the time, <laughs> having dead people yes. run and sprint like fucking triathlon, like athletes, not triathlon, but like, uh, track, like, stars. like track stars. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Uh, so we're, we're we're, we're we're back talking. We're talking movies, and uh, as you can tell, with the slider, the Snyder slander, I just like using the word. The, t- the term is awesome. Uh, we're gonna watch a bunch of trailers, and first up is Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Colin, if you have to, if you if you have, have to, to get you, if you gotta eat shit, it's best to just. <laughs> Eat it and get it done. Get it out the way. Gotta get out the way, folks. Gotta get out the way, you know? Uh, So, this is Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Uh, Apparently, this is uh, Star Wars or something or other, or I've heard. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. All right. I can. I can. This is Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, A Child of Fire. Right. (laughs) As the battle rages on, (laughs) <laughs> we look back to a time 
when the world knew not the horrors of war, mm -hmm. but rather the embrace of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. When I found you in the wreckage of that ship, I considered leaving you. I was afraid you could bring trouble to us. We're gonna have to fight. We're searching for soldiers for a fight against the mother world. I could help you. You're small fee, obviously. We're just farmers, we're not a threat. They won't just kill us, will they? Are you ready? What do you think they want? There is a difference between justice and revenge. The time has come for all that you love. Hold on. You and I both know fear. And show them that we're not afraid. And show them we are more than the shackles that bind us. Part one, a child of fight. And you know what? There's this was probably all one movie <laughs> that was six hours long. And Netflix looked at it and was like, uh no, you gotta we gotta break this up because this is this is ridiculous. I mean, it it looks like what it is. It looks like B movie not even B movie. It looks just like really Campy sci science fiction, but it science fiction look, that takes itself yeah. way too serious. And that's here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like all of his trailers, it doesn't look bad. He knows how to assemble. <laughs> he knows how to give you visuals. Sucker Punch didn't look bad as a trailer, but like I mean, it, it just bad to me when I saw you know, it. When I saw you could not have predicted that that movie was going to be as bad as it was. You couldn't have predicted it was going to be as bad, but you could at least see that that movie wasn't going to be anything special. Oh, yeah. Schoolgirl outfit, samurai is just like, it sounds like Zack Snyder. Like, it sounds like Zack, it sounds like a description of a Zack Snyder wet dream. The story behind this one apparently is he pitched the premise for this film as a Star Wars film, yeah. and Lucas was like, Lucasfilm was like, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> so he basically took the idea and made his own movie, which is why there are probably flaming swords instead of lightsabers, which is just. I'm just trying to figure out why she's in that movie. And I will give him credit. He does have. There's two, two things that stood out. Uh, what's the guy's name? Did, I don't know how to pronounce the African's name. Diamond Hunsu. Yeah, he. I think he's he podcast as alien. Diamond Hunsu. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like the same character in every space odyssey adventure. Uh, two, he does have a full cast of interesting actors that I kind of like in other stuff. Uh, but again, mm -hmm. this is probably and this. It didn't even have to have Zack Snyder attached to it for me to say like I'll probably watch this a, a year or two after it's been released. It's one of those movies that if I catch it and like I'm bored, I'll watch it because this looks like 
every other story that I've seen before. And it's nothing that stands out for me personally, where I got to be like, yo, this looks crazy, you know? So we've seen this story before, you know? So. A million times. I mean, in the fact that he tried to pitch it as a Star Wars story, you can clearly see that it's again now it's just derivative, right? So you you oh, yeah. try to do the story in that world, and you got rejected, and now you're going to take the concept of whatever that narrative structure you had and put it into something that's supposed to be original, but. You know, again, it. We'll see. Like you said, it looks. It. It. it I'm not gonna say it's bad because I haven't seen it. it. His history tells us it will be bad, but um, it probably will fall under that like Saturday, nothing else to do, bored. I'm absolutely bored, and because for me, knowing that it's a Snyder film oh, and a oh, Netflix boy. film, if, like, if, if this is a director of Star Wars, one of the characters is named Kai, who's played by Charlie Hunnan, who's from Sons of Anarchy. He's a mercenary. Who does that remind you of? Han Solo. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mercenary smuggler. And the trailer like said, I can do it for a fee. We've like, familiar with this character, you know? So, uh, no, no, I'm not just right. about that. It's just that, like, it's whatever, man. Like, cool. Now we now we got now moving on. Let's now we got to wipe our palate out. We got to we need a we need a nice refresher. We need to get get it all get it all our system. Mm-hmm. So uh, next up, we got Furioso, 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 Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Leave mm. the black people to make up names. Furioso. However long it takes. Promise me you'll find your way home. Furiosa. Give me this promise. Epic. 
that's a trailer. God damn. I mean, <laughs> that last shot was freaking epic. Even the title treatment is epic. Like, it's just, it's, George Miller understands how to make an epic Yikes. odyssey. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like one of those things where it becomes like the new Mad Max series with like Furiosa. Because like I think that was like a, that was kind of the little, intention, kind of right. Like it was like, yeah, he originally wanted the Fury Road to be Mad Max Furiosa. Like it was, uh, I think it was originally uh, supposed to be her her film or more about her. But I think, and I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I read that he was, that that was the initial intent, but he was talked, so. in, talked into doing a new Mad Max film because the franchise had been gone for so long. So, you know, it would be kind of odd to start with a brand new character or whatever when we, when they were already going to have to recast Max because, yeah. you know, now we're like 30 years later and Mel Gibson is in his crazy stage. 50s or whatever. Uh, yeah, so well, and, and, and not to mention know. that uh, sixty-five now, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson. If he was in his fifties, I can say he could still do it. Sixty-seven. They allow Indiana Jones. Yo, but that didn't work. Man, man. I wouldn't want to see old man. Pretend that I wouldn't want to see old man Max. That wouldn't work. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying, Mel Gibson. If you wanted to show age, grizzly veteran, I wouldn't be mad at it. However, oh yeah, sure, but I don't want to see that. I think he was still like closing on sixty when they did when they did. Fury Road. Oh, when they started. The Fury Road yeah, yeah, he was in his sixties. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was like yeah, late fifties, early sixties. He, yeah, he's six seven. Yeah, so he would have been in his in no, his he was in, early eight years ago when that give or take a year or two. Yeah, two years seven, three years for production, the late fifties. Yeah, but I think it was more yeah. so his yeah. controversy that the reason. I'm gonna say he's also yeah. persona non grata. So that that was more the the decision than his age because you're right it could have been a grizzled max and it would have made yeah, sense and no, george miller would have um, made it work I, again i, I <laughs> yep. said this offline i was like this came out eight years ago so i was super lost and i was like and i don't i enjoy the mad max series i watched the, the older ones but i just <laughs> never kept up with the characters so i definitely needed a recap and thanks to the fellas uh, to the pod they gave me a little backstory i was like yeah because i was like who the hell is this character again it was like oh she was in the other I mean, what a lovely day, man. Like, this is just George. George Miller is just, you know, like. I, I could not I, I could not get over the visuals of the first one, the last one, excuse me. Um, I couldn't get over the audio. Like the audio quality was top. Did we go to see that? I mean, me and Cam, I think we went to go see that. Didn't we? I missed that went. During that time, I don't know if I went with you or if I went. I went with somebody. You other people, but I did go with some people. I remember initially not liking it at first. Like when I first saw it, I thought, "Really? Why not?" Just because I thought that there was something. I thought that the that the narrative wasn't as strong at first. But then I 
went back and watched it again. And I was like, no, I'm tripping. This is amazing. And then (laughs) one of the reasons that I felt that way is because there, the, the movie is without a lot of dialogue in, in, in general, like they don't, say yeah. a lot they their characters no don't have a lot of moments like, where like, they're like, where they're giving an exposition like even when they do stop and slow down and they talk they're very short you know ex- phrases and exchanges which to me is what i missed the first time around hmm. that, that plays into the narrative of this world of this mythology where they're always on the run. It, every day is about survival and getting to the next day that they don't have the luxury and not even the inclination to have conversations. Like it's yeah. just like they're just running. Like literally, yeah, exactly. Literally, ninety-five percent of the movie is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's and they, they look over their shoulder. They look over, their, they, they look over their shoulder, and then somebody else is coming, and they got to go again. And then yeah. they look over this way, and they got to go back that way. <laughs> Exactly. And it's done in a way that narratively makes sense to the world that George Miller created, this apocalyptic world that has been destroyed by and he doesn't give any one thing specific. He gives you a kind of a a, it could have been nuclear war. It could have been global warming. It could have been basically humans were humans and then the world ended. (laughs) And this is what's left. This is what's left. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think each movie, especially now in these in this new generation, the cinematography is just immaculately beautiful. Like it, for a world that's supposed to be ugly and and desolate, he makes though he though the photography is amazing. Like the I color, a masterpiece visually. Yeah, like it's just amazing. Like even the the characters in their in their grunge a, a post-apocalyptic it it looks more like what you would think of in terms of an epic narrative about achilles or about uh um it, again using that word is appropriate because this is called an odyssey where she's you know trying to work her way home and i think the the interesting part of juxtaposing this new film with Fury Road is that we know that she's not going to make it through that odyssey for a very long time. The odyssey is going to yeah. take a long time. And mm-hmm. then even when she does make it back, it's going to be a really disappointing thing because the, the, the green place. And I like that they showed a little clip of that where we, we saw that visually green lush, uh, place where there's a, all these women running through and and that was the whole thing was the the green place was like a um one of the last uh sanctuaries all women sanctuaries that hadn't been touched by the war boys the and, and, and um all the craziness and the morning joes of the world but at some point we know that that's gonna obviously not be the case anymore so um i also like trailer. to remind everyone that uh, george miller's only academy award is from the animated film happy feet <laughs> yes, which is so ironic so ironic and he had been in hollywood for wait so a minute years. wait a minute he didn't win he didn't he didn't win for uh for uh, it got best Fury editing, Road? but for him specifically, he got nominated for best best picture no, and best director, but he did not win. 
know yeah, he didn't, didn't get director right. yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. he didn't get best director. I know it didn't get best film. But I thought for like production uh, design or something like I'm that. I thought like I look at the other one. Also, he was. But the directors wow. usually only only yeah. get the the directing proper the the picture yeah. or the producing if they were if they his were other, also uh, criminal because there's like, nothing. His other nominations were for, for best picture, yeah. best adapted screenplay in 1995 for Babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like eclectic one of those dude. one of those eclectic people in Hollywood that's done a lot of different stuff and you wouldn't think that his his biggest IP or the thing that he has done the most is the Mad Max films because no one else is, I don't think, I think he's yeah, directed he all has. of them. Yeah, he's directed he's all, of written all of them. And, oh, he wrote Babe, but he did not direct it. Interesting. Yeah. But he did, but he yeah, did he direct Babe, Babe yeah. in the City. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. Yeah, it was like 95. I remember we watched that in, in class and I, and I didn't get it. I, I said I thought it was I thought it was a good film, but I was like, it's a talking pig, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right. a kid, but I ain't uh, that All right, kid. so next up, we yeah. got uh, Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. Uh, there's a there's a, a slew of Godzilla like properties being unleashed in this last month. It was uh, Monarch, uh, Godzilla Minus. So this is another Wait, this, this in, in company. This looks like a bad. So specifically, this one is being released by through Legendary and Visa Warner Brothers Discovery. This one is unrelated to Godzilla Minus One, and which is done by the, Jap- the Japanese original company that did the original Godzilla films. This one is attached to American Godzilla from 2017. Godzilla, um, King of Monsters, the first the Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, the other film in this series is Skull Kong Island, yep. Skull, Skull Island. Island. Yeah, um, and then there's the show Monarch. Uh, something which Mon- at present, well, I'm only three episodes in, but at present does not seem to dovetail in any real way outside of the name to the movies that we've seen or this one. So Godzilla X Kong now is the sequel, direct sequel to Kong versus versus Kong. But this this is all this monster Monster that one that the WB started before the merger and they just they're continuing it on because it it's yeah moderately successful I would say I think like the movies have been good to okay but they haven't had any real failures yet so mm-hmm. for most of human civilization. We believed that life could only exist on the surface of our planet. What else were we wrong about? Welcome to my world. This world has more secrets 
than we could possibly imagine. Miracles, I guess. Still, still, now and then. What is that? That's not Kong. Who could have done this? this on his own. He won't be alone. Charging up sound effect as you know, yeah, he yeah. oh man, that's it's that's amazing, just right? that's some killer sound design. And that's um, the one I think they introduced that first in the in the Gary Deckwood's film when he yep, started. They did start charging up his his uh yeah his uh, his back spikes. Yo man, but, I mean uh, it's Kong and Godzilla. It looks fine. It, it looks, looks fun. fine. I just a quick critique fun, of the trailer though. Whatever that the the the. The the seismograph oh. um that that's dope. I wish they'd have kept through with that throughout the trailer and not just yeah, broken it up beginning and the end. Boom. That's why it didn't work was because it was inconsistent. They if they had a kept it going throughout the through and you and cut to it, then it would have been it would have been a lot better. But when I saw it, it, yeah, because when I saw when I when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's dope rhythmically. I, I hope I they the continue thing. doing that. And then they did, but then they didn't. And then, and then they, they did again. They did again. And then you got orchestral music at the end. It's like, ah, you had, you could make a musical piece following that rhythm. The second time they did it, it made less sense and it took you out of the rhythm that they had already yes. been going with. So yes. if they had kept it and and let, kept layering it and kept building to that finish, even if they decided to incorporate the orchestra somehow, it would have made sense. But the fact that they like completely went away from it and then came back, it, it killed that part part of a prime example of a trailer that used a rhythmic thing to perfect effect was that first oh, yeah. Black Panther trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the name of that stupid song? Uh, it was Black Thought and uh, yeah. and uh, Run the Jewels. Yeah. I think it was Step Into the Spotlight. And so that um and it was, that sample and, that and they keep it well, they keep it well the whole time, all the way to you can listen. 
this is how obsessive I get about these things. I I grabbed all the audio, dumped it into Pro Tools, and set it to a metronome from the first hit from that bam, 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 bam. It's on the same meter the entire two minutes and 30 some odd seconds of the trailer. It never breaks rhythm, ever. That to me, from an audio standpoint, is a perfect mm. trailer. Yeah. Another good example was the um, the Us trailer with uh, with uh, that's the one that yeah. I with the yeah, I got yeah, five yeah, yeah. on it. And they had to re yeah. and they had oh, to yeah. re flip yep. it because yeah. it wasn't that's the original, example. which I understand. But yeah, it, it actually it did work. It mm-hmm. fit into that trailer. Yeah, you know they they tried yeah, to save exactly. a little dough on that. <laughs> two, two things. <laughs> King Kong is the. Uh, Protagonist in this, yeah. They kind of mix and mix now. It seems like because I'm taking guys all day. Two, why they got my boy guys looking looking like Frieza out here with the the pink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They change the color every film uh, now for some reason, and it doesn't need to be like it does not need to be. Guys are the fan, (laughs) but the trailer has my expectations. Sure. Uh, I have none for this. Like, I'm just going to watch it because it's just, just going to fill my Godzilla quota. It's kind of like watching vampire movies. So if, if, yeah, if it's a vampire series I kind of like and they make one bad one, I'm going to watch it and just forget about it. So, Yep, pretty much. Yeah, that's sure. the same thing with the Kaiju movies. And that, that's what this is. It's just like... Yeah, it's it's mindless watching, fun. Yeah, and if you've been watching the Monsterverse, yep. like I have, then you recognize characters yep. that are returning and all uh, that stuff. Brian and, Tyree yeah, getting yeah. that check. <laughs> I know, right? No bad hey, hey, I also Tyree, like please. This no bad <laughs> Oh mate! Wow, oh, mate! Oh, oh mate! Oh, oh, don't don't start on that one because I'm, oh, I'm oh, stop it. I'm I'm, oh, I'm not even gonna talk about it because I love my British accent. End up sounding Scottish. <laughs> All right, so let's before we get off on tangents. Now we'll come and bring it back. Um, House of Dragons season two just dropped a trailer. We do know that they've been filming this whole uh, strike because Jeez. Negro's out in, in the UK. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> so they was. <laughs> well, and their union is not governed yeah. by the same rules as ours. So if they're, if we're striking, it doesn't Basically. mean that their guys are striking. Right. So they really the, just were like, that sounds really <laughs> terrible. Now, um, when my next writing, take? The writer strike <laughs> yeah. did yeah. impact the show. It didn't stop them from production, but it did impact the show because the the head writers are American. But ah, okay, all, mostly all of the the performers, if I'm not mistaken, all of the British actors or are wow, that's kind of crazy. They're either European, British, or or um, you know Australian, because I think at, they're in, at the minimum they're in BAFTA in the, the not the BAFTA the 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 British. But the UK um, Actors Union in some capacity. Yeah, I think it is BAFTA. I think that I think it's I think that's one of the or but whatever. You're right. It's yeah. the, the UK equivalent. So that's why they didn't stop. That's why they got they are ready to start rolling out things, and they're probably going to end up. Uh, I think right now they're set yeah. to return in the yeah summer something like that. Well, I think what happened on here. Twenty twenty. All right, let's roll, roll the tape. Errors were made in the hours following King Viserys' death. You think? The war be fought. 
many will die. And the victor will eventually ascend the throne. Flashback and show Valyrian because as big as Vagar is, Valyrian was supposedly ten times bigger than that. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't have the budget. We can only do it for a certain time. Calm down. All I'm gonna say yeah. is, if the CGI catches up to the story, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ask. The story is fire. Like it did a little. We, we discussed it in a previous pod. It did a little move too, a little too fast for me. However, that was a small knock. Uh, not completely grasping the the story and all the nuances of it. But the biggest thing for me for such great cast of characters, uh, and good story is just get that CGI up a couple notches, man. Like this is HBO. Like, come on, it was like, yo, man, we had right off that we were trying yeah. to trying to pull budget for it. And, and, and what I'm asking for is like minor because I can ignore the CGI. It's just everything else is awesome. Yeah. We're up to par, and this CGI looking like what? Like, <laughs> well, they should be able to, and you know, with teasers yeah. because we're so early out, that doesn't what we saw might not be. What the full res version, yeah, exactly. Be the final rendering. So you're right. I think, and I think for them, they know that because their scenes are going to be highly selective in terms of where that money is going to go. Like that was a bit. That's probably a scene right oh, there yeah. where it's just like the the greens watching uh, Amon take off on Vagar, mm-hmm. and they designed it just to show the scale of how massively big that dragon is compared to, to all the other dragons that are living at that point. And also to show that the, that's the type of power that they yield having Vagar not only as old and big as she is, but as battle tested as she is in also, comparison they, to the they other say, dragons. Did they say so how many just, seasons just it was going to be to complete the story? Was it going to be like a, George R. R. Martin said he he think they he thinks they can get it done in three between three and four. So from what I'm seeing here, by the end of that season, they'll be further into the story and closer to the end because the the dance of the dragons does take place over the course of of multiple years and decades, but they probably can compartmentalize some of it. Like like some of there's some details that. They're not time specific that they can be moved up or, you know, moved around or whatever. But I think the the trailer mainly did 
what you want to tease is set up the main thing. You know, these two Targaryen factions are about to come to blows. And I think the dialogue, the choices of bites set it up pretty well where, you know, um, um, God, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Um, Eve Bess's character, uh, Targaryen. Oh, Valerian. Uh, oh, God, I can't think of her name. The uh, the aunt. She uh, summed it up really well when she said, you know, uh, uh, she said the war will be fought. No, they started with saying the arrows were made. The war will be fought. People will die. And at the end, someone one of them will ascend the throne. <laughs> when I heard that part, I was like, no shit. I was already pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm getting over my yeah. pissed off from last season. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's, that's a tease, though. They can't, they can't, well, they're not well, going to get away the whole feeling of like one simple miscommunicated message between a dream got this whole fucking war fought. When we, when we, as when we as viewers know and understand who really supposed to be there, and you see how it transpired, that's how. I'm not saying anything bad mm-hmm. about. It. I'm just pissed because I'm always pissed at a character. But it's designed yeah, so to elicit that emotion. Like, yeah. like I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh man, I forgot I was pissed at this character. So I'm back. Yeah, you were mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, by design, yeah. job, the, job done. The writers made that decision, that choice to do that, I think in part to continue to humanize Allison because in the source material, there's a point, well, to me, she's never, even from the beginning, she's not a very likable character. But, and I'm not talking about the show, Allison, I'm talking about mm-hmm. the, the source material. Allison. Right. But when she gets to this point, in the book, he doesn't say that she that Viserys said that and that that's why she moved forward, even though because they, they also her and Rhaenyra weren't established as friends. They were just established as, you know, her father was at court. Her father was a king. It only makes sense that they would know each other and bumps head. And then her father married, <laughs> you know, Allison, uh, Allison and, and, you know, so it's that weird energy, but they were never friendly. They were friendly, but never friends until, and then something happens and then they just become enemies. But Allison was always out to put in the source material. She's always out to put her son on the throne. And it isn't, she doesn't have to be convinced of it because of the idea that that Rhaenyra would, would want to get rid of all her male competitors. She's just, I'm queen. I want my son to be king, and I'm going to screw her in order to do that. And I know that I'm screwing her, but I want my son to be but king. Whatever. Yeah, that, <laughs> right. That's Allison in the in the source material. She is more human in that way because it's like, okay, yeah, I know this is wrong, and I know that he that Viserys promised Rhaenyra that she would ascend the throne. But let's face facts. It's never been a woman, so why should there be one now? And I, I want my son to We can be say this offline, but the whole Allison and Rhaenyra situation sounds like some real world stuff that's going on right now. Can't oh, yeah. We, we don't yeah. Have to it does bring in yes. the real world. <laughs> the, of the, the positioning of the elements in the trailer definitely yeah. evoke a lot of that. Yep. Yes. Agreed. And I think that's just 
a byproduct yeah. of yeah. any adaptation. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, I just saw Christopher uh, Walken. Was that Christopher Walken in this yeah. trailer? Yeah, yeah. So we were. We, 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 yes, Now we're at. We're at our, our, we're getting to the fun parts now. We're at. Dude, I'm like terrible about this movie, but you got Christopher Walken. You got my attention. Yeah, do we got a uh, Doom Part Two, aka? Allow me to invoke my my. Allow me to invoke a camism <laughs> and zoom all the way into the camera. We uh, have Doom Part Two, aka Timothy Chalamet going after black women. Timothy getting some poop. Shalom, ding dong. And this place hides a great power that in my dreams manifests itself and warns me that a war is coming. In Arrakis, you will not only learn how to ride the Fremen, the planet will show you what you do not see. It will show you your future. And that's just the beginning. This world is beyond cruelty. Do you believe in he does not speak or act like the weakling, nor did his father. You have to be ready. What if Paul Atreides is still alive? This is my you Kill them all. Show me who you are. Deal with this prophet. My visions are out of control. They demand that I do whatever it takes to win. We gave them something to hope for. That's not hope! Got it! I am Paul Bordeaux Atreides! Duke of Arrakis! I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Alright. Well, I, I always <laughs> fall. In this world, oh, damn, the in, in this world, Ooh, this dude's name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the names, they named him Paul. That's a critique. I mean, that. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, um, uh, Frank Herbert did that on purpose, I think, because mm. there, if you read the books, there are lots of things like that that seem odd. But I think what it is, it's it's supposed to be a representation of the of the mem- of the way human memory works and how it mm-hmm. how those things carry on because they're thir- like almost forty thousand years uh, removed from when a name like Paul or Duncan or even Idaho would mm-hmm. make sense to anyone. But it's more so because, like again, they have things that exist in that story, like. Um, the Bible, but it's not the same way. It's the Bible that we, that we know, but it's, it's, it's totally different because of what space and time has done to it, which that's a whole big theme in Dune. Remember when she tells Paul that there, the whole thing, um, the, uh, Kwisatz Haderach is a mind that can meld time and space together and the idea of that and you learn this as you go further into his story is so that humanity a mind that can literally 
see all of the the memory, all of the existence of human, human memory, yeah, human memory, and not make mistakes by interpreting it one way or other way. No, we see this is how this happened and this is how this began. So the idea is that that mind would be powerful enough to bridge those things. So I think that what he did was he threw things like again. Duncan, Idaho, Paul, but his last name is Atreides, which is a name that doesn't exist currently or ever, you know, and you have some names that seem like they're made up, but there are other names and things that seem that come from our time. Again, if you're reading the movies, don't can't really show this because it's so much detail. Right. Cause but, it's a little, it's more, the details are more literary than they are visual. Exactly. So if you're reading and you're, you're an astute reader, you're picking up on these things that seem, I ah, like you and, and they're, and they stand out, but, Herbert, I'm almost certain, left those there specifically to reinforce his theme about space okay, time and the human memory. Is that who I think it is from House of Dragon in there? Or was I tripping? One of the... the uh, which which, which part? Okay. All, oh. No. No, that's Austin. Okay. Uh, that's oh, the guy okay. that played Elvis. Um, you talk, he's talking about the actor that plays <laughs> Fade Rotha. Yeah. Fade is still one of the coldest names in all of science fiction history. Yeah, I'm. You know what's curious is I. I'm wondering if if they're gonna have uh, Skarsgård play Baron Harkonnen the way he is in the books and in the other movies about Fade. You know, he had a really weird, uh, a really weird inner monologue about his nephew. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was very, very uh, pedophilic and well, not oh, pedophilic, yeah. but incestuous. incestuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like he he admires him that much to like he's yeah, it's very it's very weird in the way that he thinks about fate. Yeah, and I don't think they've ever touched on that in any of the iterations that I've seen in other oh, media. No. In, 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 media. Uh, in Lynch's film. That dude was salivating at the mouth when uh yeah. oh, when, yeah. uh, when he walked in the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a shirt like on. Yeah, he's like, like yeah, he's like he's hunched over and looking at the like, camera like hey. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, now, I forgot about that. The one the sci-fi one toned it down a bit. Like considerably. <laughs> they toned it down a lot. Like I don't think he had that reaction, but he, but yeah. there was hints the old one, to Yeah, the old one was mm-hmm. that, that was a big reaction. thing, right? He was like shirt off, all oiled up. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. Out, yes. Of the, out of the shower or whatever, and he's standing right in front of Baron Harkonnen and Baron Harkonnen, they cut to him and he's like sweating and he's like licking his and lips. He's practically and he's drooling like in the mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah, you're right. But, but that was the energy in the book. Like literally whenever the first time you meet Fade Rotha and it's from the Baron's point of view, there's this there's a lot of prose in which the Baron is described and his thoughts are sexually illicit about his nephew and his heir. Like it's it's very weird. Weird energy, but um, yeah, it's it's, the trailer itself. I think this is the second one, and I I really do think that they 
from having read the books, this looks like it's going to be just as good, just as epic. I was surprised yes, to, not, to see not see Pugue as Irulan in the they, they put in there. Uh, in, she in had the like trailer. a line. Yeah, but not like as, she had as a line, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. She probably, has the, what if Paul Atreides is still alive? Uh, I'd be willing to bet that you probably will get more Florence Pugue uh, in the final exactly. trailer as Irulan yeah, yeah, yeah. in all likelihood. Exactly. To be honest, Irland doesn't play a role in the first story. Yeah, until later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, the, she's writing, it's a weird the way the book is, she's writing Paul's history after the fact, after this incident with the emperor happens, and after what eventually happens, happens. I won't say anything because I don't want to spoil for those who haven't read the good thing for me is that like I'm familiar but very unfamiliar with any of the, the mythology of it so right. uh, I don't really have any expectations I'm just going in like okay cool like I know of Dune I've seen the, the old footage with the sting and all that but uh, I don't really have any expectations I'm just going to watch and see what I see what comes of it the only I'm hyped. I'm not. I'm the opposite. I'm way, way, way hyped. I was like, damn, I gotta wait. Like, <laughs> and I, 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 I couldn't tell if it, if it was gonna I be. Like, I, I'm not judging the first one because I want to see the complete work of this particular story. And like, I'm just like, I don't know what to think of it. It was just like it was interesting, but I want to see the second part before I make a final. If you want to see like a true adaptation of of Frank Herbert's story, like not excluding a lot of his mythology detail, then you want to see the sci-fi one. That's 100%. the one that that did, like, it, was a, it was a series, right? Like four episodes, five episodes. It was yeah, like a week long like, miniseries. Yeah, yeah. And they adapted Doom, Children of Doom, no Doom Messiah, okay. and then Children of Doom, um, and. I don't remember the release, but the 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 one that was the, done for the first book, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the uh, DV's version, this new version, is is better captures the epicness of the of of Dune and the I scale. think the scale. And I think now, if you're watching carefully, you can see where. Star Wars pulled a lot from Herbert and Doom. <laughs> I'm not saying that the Benny Jesuit or Jedi, but I'm saying that the <laughs> Benny Jesuit or Jedi. <laughs> he pulled yeah, a lot like, from it. I was working, I was working promos uh, for Sci-Fi Channel at the time when the Sci-Fi Channel version came out, and I thought it was going to be garbage. This <laughs> is because. Sci-Fi Channel has had, you know, that shaky oh, history, but like some of their stuff yep. is dope. Some of their stuff is just like, why I in the watch name of God? I on Sci-Fi, so it can't get any worse. <laughs> I watch- hey, I watched, uh, I watched Robin Hood where they killed Robin Hood. But, <laughs> but that was... That, that was... That wild was boy, uh, wild boy. But yeah, the, the, the Sci-Fi Channel version was there during their stretch where they were like pulling down awards one a season for everything that not everything, but for at least one particular thing that they would do. So, yeah. you know, I was but I thought this was gonna be like other sci-fi channel stuff. And I was pleasantly surprised when I still because I had to watch it down. I had to digitize it and prep it for for uh for the promo editor and so I had to watch it. And I was pleasantly I shocked. I got some homework. I'm gonna watch how this good yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's it's, it's really on good, bro. Amazon it, it, now? You gotta 
you gotta, I have the, I you have gotta the give it a little. You gotta give it a little bit of a, of a of a of a. Yeah, you gotta yes, you gotta give it some grace on yeah. the on the on the CG and some of the set design because some of the set design though it's though it's like early two thousands, it I looks like late nineties a little yeah. bit. And, and that's oh, why yeah, you watch Merlin, you'll be fine. That's Yo, Merlin, the dragon, the dragon and Merlin. Merlin. So you, that should be backhanded Merlin slander. As much as, I, as, as harsh as I am on a I'm lot of stuff, what it is. there are things I have the Stevie Wonder eyes for, and like I like the lore. <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> to King me. King Arthur stuff, I did. Wizards, dragon, So when I watch Merlin, I'm I'm loving that Knights of the Round Tables type stuff. And, and I saw how bad it was. Yeah, I was willing to put my blinders on just to get through it. And while I, like, right, I watched Merlin, but it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my point, though. With, yeah. If you got through that, then you shouldn't You shouldn't have a Yeah, no, this with, is, this is top tier sci fi channel stuff. That is, I got to tell you. It is. And, and, and that is the closest anyone Adapted. will get to absolutely adapting. 90% of 95% of Frank Herbert's book because they don't mm-hmm. change a lot of things. Nope. They don't try to make it different for like, they really do it exactly as Herbert. I think Herbert yes. might've been still alive at the he, time. I, I, and Dude. I think his son was involved. Yeah. Cause I think also somebody commented about that one as being before now, before the DV films, the definitive Doom like that, that was. <laughs> well, you said it to me, but I'm saying that I had read that about it before. Mm. Like it had, it had already been, it had been published in something that that was. And I thought it was Herbert or his son that said that. Like this was like, yes, more better than David Lynch's film because David Lynch he took a lot of liberties as well. It, it was very. Yeah, the story. Well, yeah. he, he well, it wasn't that he took a lot of liberties per se. It was that. The studio made him. They made him take liberties, and they made him mm. cut it down. Um, yeah. So what he did was he wound up backfilling some of the climax with uh, what happens with you know his sister's eyes turning blue and all that other stuff. That stuff, if I'm remembering correctly, is the beginning of the next book. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, that no. Yep, that, that was happened. the end of the. That was the end of the first. Alia is, is born in the in the first book because remember the first book is actually broken down into as part one, part two, like so. Yeah, um, that Alia is born in part is already born in part two. They skip a, he skips a little bit. Of, right, of that's what life. I'm saying. Like the end of the film, the end of that film is the beginning of the, is somewhere along the lines of the next the the, the first chunk of the next book. No, no, no. Okay, I'm tripping that film Okay. Is how, yeah, the end of that film is how the book ends. Okay, my fault. Yeah, she, she, all of the things she, because remember, everybody's afraid of Alia. Yeah. Remember? And that happens in the first book because she's in the sieges with, with, with the Fremen. Jessica and right. with yeah. Paul and with, and with the Fremen. Right. And, and they, they're freaked out. But, and again, I won't <laughs> say why because, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. people need to well, eventually see. If they do it, because I don't even know if Alia was I cast for this think film. So, actually, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And he, that could be uh, like you say, thinking that it was in the beginning of the, th- the next book. He could say, think like maybe we don't need to include her at all because mm. 
you know, because we're not is, going past it. Yeah. Right. And it is kind of one of those things that was set up to be paid off yeah. in later books. Um, so, and uh, so, yeah, with my fun facts, the co-writer of Dune one and two wrote Doctor Strange and Prometheus. What? <laughs> he, oh, wait. So hang on. I got a question about that. Yeah, please. He wrote. Wait, both, which both, uh, he's credited as the co-writer with, with, with one and two of the current yeah, Dune. Current, yeah. Oh, the current Dune. Okay. He also, he also did. Interesting. Yeah, that's a you word. Know, well, to me, Prometheus was, was, Prometheus was a good, a well-written script. It just, it's just, I don't think it yeah. was what people were expecting. It that's didn't sail the, the way that people thought it would for an alien film. Exactly. I think people thought too much or expected too much of an alien film. And because I think when you look at the way that that story is told, it's really, really well done. And from a science fiction perspective. Right. But um, what was the other one he did? Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. The first Doctor Strange was okay. It was the second one that that shit was bit. (laughs) <laughs> um, all right so moving on I think our last one we'll do before we wrap up will be uh, Avatar Last Airbender has now gotten a, a trailer it's a live action it's going to be quite interesting um, a lot of interesting stuff on it the original people that made the original cartoon actually left the show um, and then it continued so it looks I'm very curious to see how they pull this off because it was a pretty big deal because the original creators were working on it and then when they left it was also a big deal so uh, let's check it out uh, it's gonna be a, a TV, TV series, series I believe. Yes, series. Okay. Time. Time is a funny thing. The past. The future. It all gets mixed up. There's only one way to keep it straight. Always remember who you are. for Netflix. I mean, that looks looks decent. And it this definitely looks like a step a thousand paces away from, from that Shyamalan <laughs> game. I never watched it. I couldn't do it. I mean, Wait, it, I'll say this. It's just falls what we're seeing falls in line with what Netflix basically said they were going to do. The quality over quantity. Uh, over quantity. 
They're going to do fewer films, but the films, films that they do are going to be, they're going to, the shows and te- and the shows and movies they do, they're going to try to make them as close to home runs as possible. Well, that and seems, that seems like everybody's uh, jumping on that train. Which is funny to me, which is funny to me, which is funny to me because when I did my first streaming show, what my supervisor told me was everybody is sweating for content. Like no matter how much they have, everybody's trying to catch Netflix and Netflix is trying to stay ahead. So even they were thirsty for as as much as they had, they even they were thirsty for content. And now, and this was just like 2020. Here we are end of 2023 and the tables have turned and now everybody's scaling back, which I thought, I think is hilarious. (laughs) It's definitely ironic if nothing else. And, um, you know, they, had uh, I remember a few years ago when they had slated for almost oh, like a hundred yeah. and something films in one and mad ambitious. And I remember and it was like what eighteen yeah. billion or something like that in 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 funding that they had set aside for all of that some craziness like that. Yeah, and obviously they're they're not spending. It's the it's the American international pictures of the seventies method where you you spend you buy low with you know you, you spend little but but make buy low with sell high. Yeah, buy low sell high. Thank you. And that and that was that's sort of what where Netflix was with their strategy. And I think to your point, that was the case just two three years ago for all media media content uh, distributors is that they were looking to gobble up as much yeah. content. And mm-hmm. Because remember when Disney Plus launched, the whole thing was they're launching, but they don't have yeah. anything to keep people from saying, hey, this is nice. This is cool. I can no, see shit. a lot of Disney movies. Somebody I got on DVD just dusted off. <laughs> so why am I going to pay you 10 bucks a month or what a hundred or whatever it is for the year. If I don't have, if you don't have the content to back it up. Right. So that was when there was that gold rush for (laughs) content and everybody, Disney, Amazon, Netflix, um, Warner, everybody, everybody was gobbling up so much content and then they put it all out and half of it stunk. Right, the 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 spaghetti against the it's wall method of streaming. Netflix did <laughs> part of the reason why they did a little bit better than everybody else is because they went heavy on the international situation. So they were they the Korean yeah. partnerships, mm-hmm. South Africa, Thai, Filipinos, mm-hmm. uh, Indian, and, and a lot, a lot of, of hits. Hit. And so I think to Probably me that t- out of all the streaming services, Netflix still wins a little bit because of their international stuff because they have those those international hits, the Squid Games yeah. and the whole nine. And so I think. Till now, all the other streaming are still like trying to find their like hit because Peacock. Besides their, um, uh, I mean, is it Peacock? Yeah, because Peacock they have their one or two hit here and there. Paramount got their Star Trek and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but Disney's like floundering right now in terms of like actual quality stuff. And I mean, what else? MGM, MGM Plus, stars. Peacock only is only saved by. USA and sci-fi and mm-hmm. and the other because you know a show like for example I watch Chucky and that's on Peacock the day after it airs on USA and that wasn't the case last season but now right. they know that you got you have to give people a reason to keep these uh, to want to oh, yeah. continue to pay for 
these multiple streaming services because that was the deal, right? A la carte. That's mm-hmm. why I think the this strategy of doing these week to week releases doesn't make a lot of sense in the in the in the grand scheme of things when you think about where we began, which is people bought into the streaming service because of the idea of a la carte. The show I want to see, it's new. It's all there for me to see it as I want, when I want. I don't need to mm-hmm. schedule any time to watch it. or anything. And you still don't. And I think that's the sort of, that's the way that streaming services can say, but, but, but you can still watch it whenever you want. You don't have to watch at that time, you know, of the release. But, but their know, metrics don't reflect that, which is interesting. You know what I mean? Like we'll you still, they're still reliant on, you know, the water cooler, like, okay, I'm going to air it on, you know, on Friday so that people are talking about it on Monday. Yeah. So that it generates buzz so that they go back and watch it on Friday. And the yeah. people who didn't watch it last Friday yeah. feel like they missed out and they got it. You know what I mean? Like it creates okay. its own little, like, you know, the, uh, the, the game of Thrones effect. I'll be damned if I was sitting waiting until Monday to watch. I think I'm in all of the seasons of game of Thrones, even the bad ones. I missed episode. one. Yeah. One. One episode yeah, on House of the Dragon for a lot of people, but at the same time, because Game of Thrones ended the way it did, True. it didn't carry over yeah. for some people. So, so, you know, it's still the argument of quality and quantity is just of a various of a of a different degree, and you know, I I would rather I think Netflix is still winning also because they're not their brand is becoming sort of, they're still the place yep. where binging is sort of the, the, the yeah, culture preferred method, the preferred method. And yeah, they still yeah. release their things with the idea that their audience is going to watch this when they yeah. want and mm-hmm. how they want. And also and they're still, they're, they they've want, also you know? taken on the role of being the kind of the um, popcorn action movie place. You know, like they can, they you know, oh, they're dropping, right. they're about to drop the other one was obliterated yeah. or something like that, and that one was like, you know, a yeah. special forces team saved the day and everything else, and then they got super drunk, and then all of a sudden they find out they didn't save the day, so now they're all hungover trying to save the day, and I was like, that that premise, I'm like, which I gotta say, <laughs> that I'm, I'm down with that. I'm all, I'll watch that. Sure, why not? And that and that was what made Hollywood so much money 90s? during the, the oh, season. Yeah. 70s and 80s and 90s, whereas you had the main studios that made the prestige and the the high quality films and the the blockbusters that had the best budgets. But you also had these studios, these little engines that could, that would just be like, look, I got a budget. I'm going to throw some money at it. It's going to be a popcorn, stupid fun affair. And we know that, you know, like I Mm -hmm. said about Zack Snyder is the problem, the problem with him. And it's also the problem with one. Wow. With, the show, with the show with the walking <laughs> dead, which is if you treat that like yep. what it is, it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? But if you try, if you're trying to make this seem like it's, it's this prestigious yeah. drama that needs yeah. to be taken serious. And we're structuring all oh, this. The, we showed you this at the beginning and then we're going to cut it to this. And Oh my God. <laughs> did you see what we did there? How yeah. <laughs> Doubling back to uh to to Avatar, it's funny. My um, so my daughter and I watched the trailer, and so as I mentioned before, uh, she had to be ten years old when the when the M Night Shyamalan Lama 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 uh film came out, 
And we watched that trailer and she was like, no. And she would, she was down to go to movies to see whatever, but she loved, loved, loved her avatar. The last airbender. She saw the trailer. She was like, absolutely not. I was like, you sure? Like, it's your thing. She was like, that's not my thing. <laughs> that TV show is my thing. That movie is not my TV show. And that yeah. I do not want to see at 10. And I was like, well, I'm going to go see it. And she was like, yeah. let me know how it is. <laughs> and I, and I, sure enough, I went and I had to, you know, she, she forgot about it. I had to go to her, you know, being, being the honest father that I am. I went to her. I was like, so I went to go see Last Airbender this weekend. And she was like, mm-hmm. And started, she was giving me the, tell me more. And, you know, I told her it was terrible. And she rubbed my back and was like, I tried to warn you, father. <laughs> Father, father is what I get when she's being condescending. <laughs> I tried to warn you, father, and you didn't listen. And you know you got burned anyway. And I'm very sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I saw the trailer, you know, but the, maybe this will teach you. Yeah, when I saw the father, that's when I, she's so she's so fast forward, fast forward to this trailer dropping. And mm. apparently, my 24 year old daughter <laughs> remembers this incident, and. So this jerk turns to me as I'm watching. She's standing behind me as I'm watching the trailer. I didn't realize that she was there. She stands behind me watching the trailer. She puts her hand on my back and rubs it again. And she goes, this one I think you can go see. And I'm like, you know, first of all, you're touching me. (laughs) Second of all, you're being incredibly condescending. And I will still lay you out. I'm your father. Uh <laughs> no, nah, it looks well, it looks good. I think, especially work. as an Avatar fan, yeah. the the M Night one. It looks good. Yeah, it's a, it's the a, M Night one. Like it's, I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get what we got from uh, Star Trek Discovery. Brad Miller in, worked on the initial concept for it and uh, laid the out framework. the 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 premise for the first bunch of episodes, and <laughs> then <laughs> it sort of fell apart. And I think. We're going to get, I mean, I don't know if it's going to fall apart. I'm not wishing doom and gloom on it. I hope it does well, but I think we're going to get something similar where the guys from the television, who did the original television series worked on the original premise. Same thing with Deadpool, you know, Edgar Wright worked on the original spine of the thing as it were. And we got a pretty good movie. We had a good pair of movies out of Edgar Wright's thing. Um, So I think similarly, I think we're going to get, uh, we're going to get a good at least first season out of this following the roadmap that the original creators laid out because it's already there and they already, you know, sort of gave their outline and their, you know, their first sort of look at what uh, what that world's going to be like live action. What is going to be like long term? Yeah. yeah. We have discovery. <laughs> we have discovery is yeah, a roadmap we'll see, for that I as think well. it looks great. I think the the big thing about M night was he took out the, the humor of the show and that was a big no, no. And I think oh. that this one is by keeping the kids a little bit younger and trying to keep it in that realm and kind of reminding people that this is a kid show mm-hmm. um, and keeping that spirit. I think mm-hmm. it might have a chance of actually being pretty decent. So we'll see how it goes. Um, all right. So we just went through a slew of trailers um, for your final word. What I already know most of you guys answers, but what are you actually excited to watch in the next like, month or two that we just watched earlier. <laughs> yeah, these ones. Doom. I kind Doom. of agree. 
I definitely would say Dune. Um, if you gave me the order, it would be Dune, then uh, Furiosa, yeah. then House sure. of Dragon. Yeah, yep. one, two, three. Yep, agree. Because I, I'm I, because I missed uh, Fury Road in the theaters. I want to make sure I make the point to to uh, IMAX, IMAX the hell out of this. And <laughs> who the hell oh, did yeah. I go see yeah, with? You will not regret it. I I did the IMAX for Fury Road, and so it did was I. amazing. It was amazing. I'm, I'm <laughs> spazzing out now because I could swear I went mm, to see Fury no, Road I with you, it. Cam. I told you, I, do, I, re- I remember it because my when I I, oh, I didn't okay. watch it until I was in San Francisco. I was watching it on a um a projector. I watched uh, it on a projector uh, in my friend's house. Okay, and like that shit was freaking amazing. I was like, I should have watched this in the theaters. Like, <laughs> um, I as good as as good as I thought it was gonna be, I could not have. Yeah, I was like, was I could have. I should have went to the good sound good theater and <laughs> and enjoyed my life because that place that was. Man, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. But yeah, one, two, three. Same. That's, that's uh, we, my pick we, as well. We also uh, omitted a bunch of uh, really crappy trailers, uh, namely uh, Madam Web and <laughs> and some other randomness. <laughs> Upon request, we omitted. <laughs> but then also that uh, I just saw the trailer for that Heart, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Ocean's Eleven uh, movie. <laughs> Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. I definitely uh, didn't know as a one man review of just the trailer, it, it looks like someone had a movie and then the, whoever was supposed to be in it dropped out. And they're like, who's available? Oh, hey, hey, Kevin, you want to play an a international thief and has a crew that has to go steal some stuff? <laughs> you mean a, a movie that's been done like every decade of no. every iteration of Hollywood? Like, how many of those are serious? <laughs> I mean, is it like a Kevin Hart? Type? Yeah, it looks I'm serious. You, it does not really? look like your typical Kevin Hart, like jokey joke. This is like, um, he's like serious, and I'm saying, yo, we're about to steal some things, and, duh, 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 and I got a crew together, and I'm like, okay, first of all, we see this movie 17 different oh, times. Man. And then now I'm like, wait, Kevin's doing like serious <laughs> stuff now? Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. This is off topic, but two things unrelated. One, I think there's also another Mad Max film that's uh, that's going to be coming called Mad Max: The Wasteland, which is supposed Uh-oh. to be a direct sequel to Fury Road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah um, actually, Slash Film just did a. Um, well, I don't know. Let me see. What's the date on this? They did an article this year about it, trying to see, you know, asking when is it coming, uh, but the. Furiosa is first, and then we then we're going, and then I guess they're going to do that one. But um, the other thing is, when you mentioned Kevin Hart, for some reason this popped in my head. Do you guys know that they're apparently doing a new Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. Yes, I did know that. I did know that. Yes, Axel Foley is coming back. This is correct. That is correct. (laughs) Pay rent, yo. Pay rent. Uh, Eddie Murphy yes. was like, you know I, what? Yes. This is my award for. They pay child support more like it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not saying he don't Whoa. take care of his kids, but it's not like he, he poor. I'm not saying you did. He's I'm just saying that's He has a Christmas movie out now, too, called, uh, was it Candy Cane Lane or something like that? Amazon? The Candy Cane Lane. That's a um, Reggie Holland's oh, really? uh, film. Oh, okay. If it's a Reggie Hill yeah. project, then I, you know, yeah, it's in, a, it's, a it's Amazon. incredibility. Yeah, it's an Amazon. So that one, I would say, I might consider watching it just as like 
oh, it's a holiday movie, you know, whatever. I'll watch that. But um, and because it's Reggie Hudlin and, you know, he's got like you said, he's got some credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but that that's one a, that's is, an instant watch. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch it blind. I don't know anything about it, but Hudlin's <laughs> doing it. I'll watch it. But it was because of that film. I saw some around that film, and then I saw like that they were doing a new Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. and it's gonna yep. <laughs> yep. Foley is coming how, back. How old is Eddie now? Eddie's like what? Yep. 60s? Nah, almost, but not somewhere there about probably late fifties, I would think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Interesting, but yeah. So that's, I mean, like I said. Oh, really? Oh, he's 62. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow, man. Our heroes are getting up there, guys. He's a cop for wow. He should be retiring. <laughs> you better be the captain. I know, right? Yeah. I know. He's the angry, angry chief. chief. <laughs> that dude, the hey, angry chief. That one, that, that one archetype that was in all the, every movie that had a cop character, whether he was black or white, always had that angry black chief with a hey. big mustache. Just yeah. like, come back and they remake the golden right child. I'm like, bruh, come on. Charles Dan still working. They may as well. Uh, And he's real popular right now uh, after having Mm. played Tywin Lannister. They they might get him back. They're still trying to send Axel Foley back to New York. Uh, Wherever it was he's from. Detroit. Detroit, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) He was from Detroit. (laughs) What are you still doing here? You're 62 years old. <laughs> I forgot why he even went. See, that was when Hollywood just didn't just did I was not about to say the same thing. Like, how did he end up a regular cop from Detroit ends up in Beverly Hills? Oh, wait, wasn't there a friend of his got was murdered and the trial oh, led to Beverly Hills? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his partner or a friend of his or whatever. Yeah. He was on leave or got suspended running down yeah. the leads in Detroit and f- took his own time, uh, went to yeah. Detroit. It went, went to uh, Beverly Hills under his own steam, flashing his badge everywhere until somebody calls him out and realizes, hey, you're not a Beverly Hills officer. You're not a California officer of any kind. Uh, you're in the wrong region all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then B, not only are you not a cop in California, you're suspended, so you're not even a cop cop at all. But that was what was funny is how they had him waving that badge as if that meant anything in outside of the yep. city limits of yep. Detroit. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it don't even mean nothing in the next town in Ann Harbor, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's the same state. The Hollywood, I care about. It. And it's like you think about all the movies that were successful that made no sense, like Back to the Future, big time oh, geez, dude. blockbuster franchise, and so many things. Years later, is like, yeah, that movie was abs- from a scientific perspective. That movie was bull and shit. <laughs> like, the whole, <laughs> like the whole thing. I see. I'm okay with it. Yeah, we all, we'll count back to no, the future for all his inaccuracies. Are, I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> back. I, I hate confession. I, I was not the biggest Back to the Future fan. I, I like thought it was the, okay. I can see that. I mean, I like the first one. I don't like the second and third, but the first one was okay. But I always thought mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. I mean, again, this dude just. You got a DeLorean and you telling me that this thing is about to go faster than the speed of light and y'all not going to turn into metal soup on the, <laughs> on the he, trip? I don't know how old I was at the time, but 
I let it go. <laughs> like I was like, I'm ready to. With the gold wings oh, open, though, left, so what, what little protection the car? What what little protection the car would provide? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like you probably get electrocuted just from the I mean, startup. Like, <laughs> uh, compost. Just from so, the like, yeah, again, yeah. It ran on compost. Not to mention, not to mention. So he literally powered yeah. it with 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 yep. uh, processed poop. compost and yeah. tra- with, trash with, with and shit. other randomness. Yeah. yeah. I oh wow, it. that's oh. funny. That not to mention funny. the flaming. Uh, not to mention the flaming trail that the yeah. wheels that should have melted left. <laughs> yeah, everything uh, again. That's Hollywood. You can make a movie about. The, the, the inaccuracies of science fiction in the 80s. You put the Stevie King, uh, Stevie yeah, Wonder, movies that as a kid, I know it was bad, but I'm allowing it. I'm just going to allow It's like, it's not. It's like, All right, wait, wait. Go, go, go around the room real quick. Who? What would, would would you say is the your favorite film that you made the greatest allowance for? Punisher. And then we should probably be out. Avengers Punisher. Oh, yeah, that's mm. no, that's a good one. Oh God, I hated that. that. Jesus, one. that is a good one. I would Ooh, say that is uh, a good one. I would say for me, it's the Joe <laughs> Schumacher <laughs> Batman and Robin. I am shocked. <laughs> I was I was 10 years old when that movie came out, okay? Or no, 11. But I didn't say I didn't, I didn't say I liked it. I just said I'll make allowance for it. At the time, I enjoyed the puns. Oh, like every, every, every line, every line was metal, a pun. I knew, it was, <laughs> I knew it was bad, but it evoked. He did say he that. Did. I think he, he did say that. that. I will. Yes. And, and uh, Clooney was like, "What?" Clooney <laughs> <laughs> Batman looked Yo. up and was like, "What?" <laughs> So there were parts of that movie that I appreciated just because of how ridiculous it was. And it did it Joel Schumacher knew, just like Taika with uh. with Love and Thunder. He knew that he had to make that film. It was a studio obligation. It wasn't going anywhere. Oh, like, man. You could tell it was not going anywhere. They were at the end of that Batman franchise. And so you had you had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Oh dear God. Left and right. Everybody <laughs> chill. <laughs> Look, come on. One of the lines was, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> oh dear God. Him. Shooting the dinosaur. Oh, it I was cannot, camp at its at its worst. I cannot. I don't know everyone else is. That done. We're done. We're, that's the that's the. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear you guys. Oh, yeah. God. I, I mine. I would say would probably be the Incredible Hulk TV series. Mm. Mm. Even though it was a massive divergence from the comics, I was riveted. It was just the, the the level of improbability of the things that would happen in that show in terms of just the stuff that Lou Ferrigno was doing as the Hulk. 
uh, launching people B.A. Baracus yeah. style across <laughs> across the <laughs> lines practically <laughs> was just the mad people oh, who should have died based on what the Hulk was doing. Hudson Hawk with Bruce Willis. That movie is what? horrible, <laughs> but it is so fun and oh, so silly. God, you, it is oh. hor- it's horrible writing. The acting is horrible. What is and like? Oh, there's a scene. There's a God. literal scene where they jump off of a building and he lands in a recliner in someone else's apartment. <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even say anything about it. They're just like, oh man. Oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> This was the beginning oh, of Bruce Willis going to the pay rent movies. Like no, this is like about to say, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a stretch okay. before in between uh in between uh what's it called? Um Nakatomi movie. Die Hard. Um Die Hard. Between Die, Die Hard, Hard and like a bunch of other films that he would like, like the, the Die Hard series. Yeah, in between the big movies that he was doing, though. he had like the Hudson Hawks of his of his catalog. Yeah, and man, movie where he played uh, an assassin. I was going to say Remo that. Williams, but I wanted to go even even more deep cut. Remo Williams would have been my my wow. second choice, but that's also pretty bad. Now that uh, one, that was like that? another like action. Your typical. Yeah. Was it uh, yes. in that? And it started um oh, what's the guy's name? Um Oh god. Oh um he was like well, a star he was also for like Tremors, 10 seconds. And uh yeah. he was also in he was in Tremors and then with uh, Kevin Bacon and he did all the sequels because he had no money. No Fred Ward, yeah. there you go. Yeah, Fred Ward. Remo Williams, yo. That'll be my other one. But Hudson is truly terrible. It is really bad. And they, they, whoever green, like this, yo, $65 million budget, yo. Danny Aiello is in it. Andy McDowell, Sandra Bernhardt, James Colbert. Like, how, how, how did this even happen? I feel like RoboCop was one of those was one of those also, but like RoboCop just was so ridiculous that it pushed all the way through to Bro, being good. Solid man, like, as a, as a RoboCop is solid, best, but it's uh, ridiculous. Top death scene of all time. Yeah, he's shooting all the hey, black people. It's the what? Mechanical, mechanical hey, cop shooting all the black criminals. Out. Yeah, I better. Y'all better revise that. It didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was, it, it really didn't. wasn't born hey, well either. I'm just saying. Like that, like, hold that, on, that. man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, exactly, exactly. Something's wrong with this. You go back and you look. You're like, hmm. All these criminals look <laughs> almost the same. He, especially Dirty Harry. He taunted that oh, dude before he killed him. Like, see, they ain't just shooting black people. The young, young black uh, so-called criminals, they taunting them. Yeah, dude. They get lucky punk. Oh, man. <laughs> you wonder, did I fire one? That's oh, so bad. Lucky punk. So bad. What was the? It was I another. And these people was like, "So you saying I can't say that in that word? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> so bad, so bad." Uh, what was it? Um, I think it was the crow that had the the. Oh right, yeah. The, it was, the crow was a good movie, the but the villains were t- were just. 
Uh, oh no, yeah. the, the first with Brandon Lee. Yeah, 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 that was a good movie. But the villains, but the gang, the gang was absolutely the oh, most yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah, totally, thing totally. ever. Hey, I, I will say this. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous oh, chat for a gang yeah, ever. The second movie that comes to mind that I will allow is Cyborg with Van Damme. Oh. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Which one? It was apocalyptic Van Damme. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's better than it's it should Ryan be. Ryan that produced it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just one of those terrible yeah. aged movies. But every time, anytime I get a chance to watch it, I'll watch it enthusiastically because I liked it when it was, when it came out. Oh, there is a lot. I think, I feel like our, we are, we'll have, we oh, have more like movies than. Yeah, American Ninja. Ooh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, oh, American Ninja, absolutely. 80s, 90s American TV film. There was only it was like you had some good stuff, oh, but a bad. good that's majority horrible. of it was really bad. I forced, yeah, my, I, forced, dog, I forced my mom to take Oof. me to see American Ninja. I know she oh, like boy. That's the uh, I would like to uh, submit that the writer of uh, Hudson Hawk also wrote, co-wrote Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Street Fighter, and Judge Dredd with Stallone. <laughs> that certainly makes a ton of sense all of a sudden. All those movies. Because yep. everyone you just named just got worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> my other personal uh, fave, uh, Jumping Jack Flash with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> wow, guy. All right, wow. before we go on another tangent for another hour, we'll, we'll 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 come back yeah, to this and yeah. we'll do it. We'll do some eighties and nineties uh, flashbacks. And oh, <laughs> clearly, man. there's a topic here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Dark Man. Yeah, yeah, shout out Dark Man. Um, yeah, yeah. See, oh, Dark Man. Man. Liam Neeson. Yep, Liam Neeson. Yeah, we'll end it off there. But we'll come back and we'll do a we'll do a nineties and nineties. Real quick, real quick. I watched. Yo, real quick, I watched the pilot for Wait, Airwolf the other original day. Original one? Oh my god. Not the original. Oh man. Woo! <laughs> that was a lot of coke that got that, that, uh, that show greenlit. Hardcastle in the corner. Oh, it's Riptide. Wow. Riptide. Yep. Let's do it. Rockford I, Files. I just aged myself right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter, yeah, let's go. I like Hunter. I think I do. Hunter, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Hunter Spencer was dope Spencer for a while. And Hawk, when he got his own show, let's go. Spencer. Ah, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can't end it. We're not going to stop. All right, thanks for rocking with us. As always, Blurred Lines, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Later. Peace.